You're listening to Vincenzo Landino on the Brand Boost Podcast, powered by Zoom. Welcome to the broadcast. We are we're just chilling here. We're just chilling. Welcome Jay Garrett to the show. I know Jay Garrett is a longtime viewer of the show. We are everywhere. We are on YouTube. We are on Periscope slash Twitter. We are on LinkedIn and we are on Facebook. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Brand Matters Live. I am one of your co-hosts, Vincenzo Landino, and joining me shortly will be Mr. Rob Hicks. Today, we're talking about the perishability of broadcasts and shows and how your brand can succeed. Uh, There's a lot of chatter lately about live streaming. We saw today that Twitter decided to take Periscope infrastructure and integrate it with Twitter. All right. So, so the YouTube, uh, the YouTube is n- now set up. So let's so just roll the uh, intro again. <laughs> Are we live on Facebook right now? Oh, we've been live on Facebook. Uh, uh, so but for I wanted... those of you watching on Facebook, you're going to hear me talk again. Twice. Uh, still no Periscope though. No Periscope. I haven't gotten any errors. I have nothing. It says checking for source. Hmm. Uh, well, we're definitely live on YouTube and Facebook now. Okay. Well, I want to get it over on scope. Okay. We're just chilling. We're just chilling right now. So let's try and get this over to Periscope. We've got some uh, some live di- technical difficulties. Could be because of uh, Periscope and Twitter going live today with the whole go live thing, but no big deal. We'll figure it out shortly. Just uh, hang with us. I'll answer some of your questions. So let's see who's in our, uh, let's see who's hanging out over in uh, Facebook while Mr. Rob Hicks figures out. I don't, I don't know what to tell you about the Periscope well, stuff. Cause you, cause the, you said the stream key was the same as it was last week. Uh, okay. Uh, you want to want to just copy and paste it to me? Copy and paste it to you. You're the one that gave me the stream key. Okay, I'm gonna copy and paste it to you. Make sure we have the right one. Uh oh. We've got lots, lots going on. Dogs, cats. Talking about the perishability of live of, of live video. Hey, Brooke, how are you? Brooke's in the house. We've got Mr. J. Garrett. Mr. J. Garrett wants to know about the partnership between Enlightened Audiovisual and Aftermark. Uh, for those of you not watching on Periscope, I hope you come over here and watch because we're broadcasting today for whatever reason. Producer may not be working. Uh, Enlightened Audiovisual is the company or the the technical producers behind Aftermark Interactive Content. Really, Rob Hicks and myself had so many conversations about the power of produced live video, how important live video is for the brand. (laughs) And having a live dog. (laughs) And and Rob and, and the dog. As you can see today, Podcast is brought to you by the dog. 
All right. Hopefully you stop barking. All right. So let's get to the meat because we wanted to talk about perishable. Well, people want to know content. about the partnership between Light and Audiovisual oh, okay. and Aftermark. So let's, let's tell them because they are the users that stuck with us through all of this. So uh, from my perspective, it's about creative direction and it's about uh, giving people. Can I, can I hear that? Is that dog coming through live for everybody? Okay. No, I'm muting my microphone as soon as the dog uh, starts All right, barking. Great. Good to know. So you guys can't hear that the pup in the background, but I do. And, it's and I'm sorry. Not, not super yeah. pleasant, but uh, that's live video. So Rob, let's tell them a little bit more about the partnership real quick. And then we'll jump sure. into the, of, of, you know, the content today. Again, creative direction from Aftermark and. And production from Enlightened Audiovisual. So yeah, I mean, it's so. Yeah, it, I mean, it, to me, it kind of makes sense because for brands that want a turnkey solution, you know, it's one thing to be able to know how to do it, uh, but it's another thing to be able to have the creative uh, direction and and width to be able to say, okay, let's take live video, but we're, we want to treat it as a campaign, and you know, that's where you and Amy kind of fit yeah. in is being able to take the creative direction, uh, collaborate with. Sam and I and the rest of our team to be able to make it, like I said, a turnkey solution uh, for live video for brands and businesses. Yeah. Um, you know, these are, this is something that we have been working on in the back end for, for quite some time. We've been working with some amazing brands that have accepted or jumped on board with live video. Um, turnkey solution for brands is huge. I mean, at the end of the day, while many people, and this goes right into our content for today, but while there's a lot of people that want to learn how to fish, any big brands just want you to catch it for them, cook it, fillet it, and that's it. They just want right. to show up and eat. And so that's what we're providing. All right, Rob, go ahead. Well, I mean, you and I were talking about that this morning. It's just that, uh, you know, YouTube... Uh, it kind of got its existence and in many respects because of how-to videos, right? Whether it's how to change the oil in your car, to do crafts and things like that. And, you know, for folks like myself, I love watching how-to videos, particularly like cooking shows. But at the end of the day, I don't cook. <laughs> you know, I cook with a credit card. So as much as I enjoy watching the shows, it's still... I, 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 I like to watch them from an entertainment perspective, not from a... Now that I know how to do it, I'm going to try to save a buck and go to the store and make it myself. Uh, not, not, and I'm not, and I don't mean that to belittle it. It's just, no. I think a lot of consumers think that way. Um, one of the other things we were talking about this morning was like travel, right? I mean, just because I'm sure on YouTube there are are videos that teach you how to fly a plane, that doesn't mean that we're going to learn how to fly a plane and then not use airlines to get from A to B. So. Yeah, I think that's kind of what what makes sense about uh, us partnering together is is for brands and businesses that just want, you know, the the result of of the video, the story. That's kind of what we're providing. So perishability, which is actually relevant. I mean, this is this is a hot topic, right? This yep. is something that's really important. Uh, I believe, and I know you do too. Mm-hmm. Very much. Right now, we're in the midst of this conversation, and pardon me for not always looking at the camera. I'm managing some comments over here, so please make sure if you are on YouTube, if you are on LinkedIn, if you are watching on Facebook, please share, but also uh, drop in your comments so that we can interact with you. Uh, Rob, yes, I'm going to 
gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let you start. The music is distracting. No music. I don't have music today. No, I do. I'll, I'll kill the music. And it is kind of just, just yeah. It is kind of annoying. Sorry about that, Brooke. We apologize. <laughs> yeah, but we can fix All right. it. Fixed. Hopefully, it's fixed. I didn't hear anything, Boom. but uh, we're good. Yeah. We're good. Well, Rob, no, I'm, I, gonna let you, I'm gonna let you start this one uh, because you come uh, come from a different angle here, not necessarily from the uh, marketing side of things. So I'm gonna let you let you start off with what you see in all of these apps that are coming out, all of these opportunities and ways to broadcast and go live. Mm-hmm. What is it that you see from the brand side? when all of these apps come up, what's like, what's going on in a brand manager's head or a marketer, you know, a brand, um, a brand marketer's head when they're like, how do I use this for my company? How does right. not? Well, I mean, I, I think it, it speaks to the platform and, and not the story <laughs> with, with all these apps and features that are coming out to me, that's kind of noise. Uh, but you, but it, it all starts with the story, and you know there's and there's two kinds of ways that people use video, and they're both good. I mean, there are definitely, like today, Twitter announced that it's now you can do straight live video. That's a relevant topic. It's relevant today. It'll be relevant next week, but it won't be necessarily something that we'll be talking about in a month or six months. And you know, now that all these videos are being archived, you know, as as cool as it is in the now. It's not necessarily something that we're going to look back with our grandchildren on our lap saying, look at this, look at this video I did back in 2016 where I I talked about Twitter. So it really has to do with perishability. And so, like I said, you know, this isn't to, to say one is better than the other, but from a brand perspective, what we're encouraging brands to do is to look at non-perishable content, which really is the stories, right? Because while platforms and software and versions and all that kind of stuff will constantly change and it's a moving target, if you're if you're using live video to focus on lasting stories, the stories of your of your people, the histories and, and kind of giving us the the essence of what your business is, those things are, are a little bit more more lasting, right? I mean they may they may not necessarily be relevant forever but in the context of a brand building a campaign you're not just going to use the videos that you make for social media you know there's another application uh, which i'm more familiar with is the digital signage application so if you're creating great stories you know rather than paying the cable companies 100 200 whatever the number is actually you can get into you know mega thousands if you're a big brand like sap I mean, I can. It would be interesting to see what their cable bill is every month to deploy all those set-top boxes globally. I mean, it's got to be a monster uh, monthly recurring fee. So, with respect to digital signage, you know, if you're creating and curating tons of quality stories within your organization about the people, about the products, about the history, you're now are. You now really are, are over time building an amazing playlist of great stories that you can then deploy into your digital signage campaigns and replace, you know, the horrors and tragedies that happen to be, you know, that happen to play on CNN and in your lobbies with content that you're creating. So you're controlling the message and the experience of your viewers, not necessarily CNN, Fox News or or, or ESPN. Yeah, totally. And welcome uh, those watching us over on YouTube. 
Again, I apologize for not being able to get this on Twitter, having some trouble with the producer application today. Um, and thank you for those of you watching us here on Facebook. Brooke, Jay, Mike Sheehan's in the house. Nazim, thank you, thank you, thank you for watching us. Hey, Nazim. If you're watching, I would love where you guys are watching from and where you work because we'd like to make as much content relevant to you brand as possible. Remember, this is about your brand. This show is about how your brand can take live video to the next level. And you know. So let us help you. Let us customize the content for you a bit more. Um, you know, Rob, you mentioned about digital signage. We talked a little bit about uh, not wanting to watch something that happened, I don't know, maybe five months ago, six months ago. But isn't there a little bit or a lot of bit relevancy when it comes to evergreen content. I forgot what we called you and I called it this morning. We were talking about it, but we've got this content that lives on and on and on, right? And and I I think that content that is produced that you put the time into to produce can live on. You know, with the exception of maybe let's say sports something that you put time and effort into produce, you want it to live on longer than just that five minutes, that 10 minutes, that hour, right? So we've got, we've got opportunities here for brands really set the stake in the ground and say, Hey, I own this content. We really care about this content. Let's put a little bit more polish on it. Let's care about the delivery. Let's care about who we put on camera. I mean, there's a lot of things that come into play. And so, um, welcome Alfredo from San Pedro, California. He's an automate, autom- automotive, I'm assuming, dealer management systems reports developer. We've got Haley Hall from Texas. Hi, Haley. Little freelance social media marketing. We've got Brian Fanzo calling in or watching in from uh, Virginia. And Brian says that my clout is so produced it makes us all jealous. Thanks, Brian. Uh, welcome to the show. We're talking about Oh, Jay Garrett from Austin. He's, uh, I know that he's a mortgage lender because I've watched Jay numerous times uh, before we met through live video. So thank you all for watching right now. I uh, also would love to hear your questions when it comes to live video. So please make sure you drop those in the comments. Rob, moving, moving forward a little bit, perishability of live video, uh, not only broadcast shows, anything like that. Are there any opportunities are there any uh opportunities to stand out to you when it comes to brands large businesses businesses in general using live video what what are the types of opportunities that stand out to you to create not just perishable content but to create this evergreen this lasting content on the top of your head what comes to mind for you And we have so, and, and I'll, I'll throw the question out there to everybody else. What types of content do you, or would you like to see from your favorite brands that maybe you're not seeing right now? Maybe you don't uh, have the ability to to get your hands on, so to speak, because brands aren't doing it. Maybe they're not embracing the video. Maybe they're not embracing or understanding the full scope of what they can do here. Um, let me know if you guys can uh, drop in some of your comments. 
And uh, when, when Rob is ready, Rob will come on to the screen as well. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some ideas there. I mean, for me, here's one thing. I would love to see restaurants, right? Uh, it doesn't matter what kind of restaurant. We were talking about this earlier. Rob said that you know, he likes watching cooking, cooking shows, but will never cook, right? So it would be amazing to, I don't know, the Food Channel, the Food Network, come on and show me some live stuff where I can interact and have conversation uh, and talk about or talk to the, the creator, the chef. Hey, how do you do that? I mean, I may never do it, but let's just face it. I'm, I'm probably going to try and try to do it at least once, realize that I can't do it, and I'm just going to go buy it or whatever it is. And so that's, that's for like the Food Network. But let's say restaurants were to do this. I was actually watching a, um, uh, I was watching a broadcast yesterday on Facebook, and the broadcast was a, um, it was a wine show. Right. And the wine show is telling me all about the different wines and types of uh, wines to drink with certain foods and whatnot. Now, like most people don't know how to do that. So they need that resource, that information. Right. And that was one part of the show. And the other half of the show was uh, holiday cocktails you can make. And they, of course, they were all purchasable cocktails. Like you could just go pre-mixed. They were pre-mixed but they were telling you how to make them. I mean, ideally most people are not going to make them. Like, I don't want to make it. I just want to go buy the one they're making. But they just go and buy it. But it was a really cool broadcast. Now the broadcast was um, oh, lackluster. It wasn't great, but it's the concept that counts. I, looking at some of the comments here, uh, Sandra says live videos of production, maybe. Interesting. Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you think about that production in terms of uh, Brooke says realness behind the scenes, putting a human touch on the brand. Sure. Of course. And I think there's still the opportunity to uh, be real, but also have a polish to it. Right. Uh, produced. doesn't mean, or uh, uh, realness doesn't mean no polish. And so I think that's important as well. And as soon as Rob can get back on the screen, we'll get Rob back on here. Uh, there he is. Yeah, I'm here. So, so Rob, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on this? What types of content can brands uh, show their customers that is not just that is not perishable. It doesn't just go away and disappear and has no value after the initial broadcast. Well, so the the concept for today's show actually came from a show that we did last night. Yeah, every week on Tuesday nights, I produce a show called uh, Indie Music Plus, and you know, for the most part, the genres or the methodology of the show is pretty much the same. They review three artists, uh, their song, and then. Jojo Keys and Dave Werba critique the song and one of the three songs they always have the artist on and but last night they had an a uh, an artist on that did a live performance that also works for Juniper Networks by day and he's a book publisher he's a consultant um, and he really kind of when he, he he had been on the show once before on the Indie Music Plus show. And last night he was like, you know, hey, I really want to reach out. I really want to get in touch with you guys for 2017 because there are some things that we want to do uh, in our organization. And what was interesting is, is that I, had, even though he'd already been on the show in the past, I recognized him as being a musician, not as, as, a, as a, techni a techie guy. So, you know, last night when he said that, I'm like, oh, well, what company do you work for? And he, you know, he said that I work for Juniper point is is he was like you know what he liked about what we're doing from a indie from an independent music musician's perspective is that 
this really kind of forever archives their struggle. So, you know, while the Indie Music Plus show is, is you know, not famous, uh, but, it, but it's well, you know, it's well received. It's a community show. But his point is, it's going to be so amazing for these artists to be able to look back in 10 years, 20 years and say, you know what, this is, this, this is me when I was, you know, your age, grandson or whatever. And this is what it was like. And, and that really tripped something in my head. Like that's kind of the interesting thing and, and capability of live video is, you know, of course you can use it to tell the latest, greatest stories and top topics of the day, but just as importantly, you know, you can efficiently create great stories. We can bring in people from around the world. Um, and, you know, because they're recorded now, you, like I said, you're archiving digital history. And the nice thing about live video is, is that you can do it much faster than it takes to write a book to, uh, uh, create a documentary. I mean, you're all running it live, so it's not perfect, but a good story is going to hold itself up. Whether, you know, uh, I can make the production look great. You can make the whole story sound amazing. A good story is a good story, right? Absolutely. Uh, and, and we've got some comments here. Uh, Haley says she would like to see contractors similar to HGTV, uh, do it yourself painting, fix a hole in your wall, that kind of thing. And, and I would, you know, a brand that was doing it really well was Lowe's. They were doing it on Vine. But where's Vine now? Vine's gone. You can't search for all that really cool content they created. Now, I'm sure they took it and put it elsewhere, but that's not the point, right? The point is you put all that time and effort not only to build some sort of a following, but build, even create that content. So important, right? And yet it just can disappear like that. So we really want to see the content we're creating. We want to see it live. We want to see not just the, the content we create, Rob, uh, but the content that we create with brands and that we continue to create with brands. I mean, it's made to live on beyond the broadcast, right? Beyond the broadcast. That's, that's the, uh, that's the true barometer, I guess, so to speak of, of a good broad, because listen, most of your people are going to watch it after the fact, they're not going mm -hmm. to watch it live. They're not going to be available live, right? They right. won't, they won't be available for you. I, I know you've got something to say on that matter. Well, like, like I said, that really, it really hit me last night. Uh, when he said that about, it's like, we're, we're so caught up in the now, you know, or when I say the now it, with respect to live video and Facebook being live and Twitter's now officially live and all the, this is just, it's noise in the now. But like I said, it's another way of looking at live video is using it as a utility for non-perishability and, you know, telling, like I said, the amazing stories that, 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 uh, transcend the now. And that's that really is what I, what I'm excited about is, is like being able to extract out of these brands amazing stories uh, that they can then, you know, like I said, over time chronicle. And what's valuable, like I said, are the playlists, the playlists that you can create in doing that. So th that's where I really wanted to, when we start engaging with some of the brands coming up next month, have a plan for is to be able to, like I said, have long-term stories. 
That's my two cents. Yeah. And really, he's <laughs> well. Listen, your two. Cents. I keep beating up the same the same drum, but I, I just it really hit me hard last night uh, about that. I mean, I want to be able to make and participate in videos that 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 I can look back on, and they're still going to be relevant in twenty years. Uh, so you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to look back in 20 years and say, damn, I spent all of 2016 talking about things that were only relevant in 2016. And my, and like I said, my kids or grandkids are going to be like, what, what was that? Uh, you know, I don't even, they can't even relate to that. Uh, but yeah, I know I keep going on and on. It just, listen, you bring up a great point there. Right. And I'm going to, I guess I will touch on, um, I will touch on what it is that many people are thinking about. Right. (laughs) so i can't wait for you i can't wait for your grandkids to say you know grandpa vincenzo what the hell are those things first of all shout out to my friend over at mashable carrie flynn for sending these to me i just got them in the mail today but it's funny because and the reason why i kind of put them on and joke about it is you know, you've got this perishable content that people are creating and putting so much effort into, and that's great. Believe, like, that's awesome. That's awesome that you that you're going to capture something in that moment, right? But what happens the next day? What happens the next month? What happens the next week? And so, I think there's a lot of, and I keep saying I think, but I don't think no. Brands are asking questions like brands are asking real questions. Brands really want to know how they don't even want to know how to do this. They just want to do it right. They want to get on there and they want to create. We've got so many how tours out there, you know, Oh, how to broadcast, how to do this, how to do that. That's fantastic. By all means, sell your courses, be your Periscope experts, go ahead and be the live video guru, whatever. That's fine. But when you're talking about brands that are creating real content that people like Haley and Alfredo and Nazim and Jay want to watch, Sandra, sorry. Uh, When you're creating content for individuals that people want to actually watch, okay, you're, you're on a whole different level. So as a brand, I'm talking to you as a brand. When you're watching this and you're saying, okay, how do I do this? How, how do I make this happen? I just, we have a great story. Our company has an amazing story. Our company has 1,500 employees, 1,600, uh, 15,000 employees, whatever it may be. And we have amazing stories to tell. How do we just do it? We, we don't need to know tips and tricks and this and that. We just need it done for us. We've got the content. And I think that right now we're in this, we're in this um, time where, it is easy. It is. This creates a very low barrier barrier to entry. Anybody can broadcast. And there are, listen, I will be the first to say this too. There are some brands that are utilizing this really, really well, but they've got great content. Like Rob said, they've got an amazing story to tell, but the majority of brands don't have amazing stories. I mean, they have amazing stories themselves, but they don't have the wherewithal to pick up the phone and do this. They need more production value. They need somebody to manage this. They just want to show up and get it done. So I urge you, if you're watching this show right now and you are one of those brands, or maybe you know somebody at one of those brands, your best friend works for a brand and, and you know that they could benefit from something like this, 
I, I encourage you to, you know, have them reach out to myself, to Rob, Aftermark, uh, let them know we are here for them to be not only a resource, but also the, the firm, the agency, provide them with not only the creative direction and helping them craft their story, produce it. And so, uh, Rob, I'd love to get you on screen with me here, but why is it so why do a lot of brands think it's difficult and when do they start to say, okay, you know what? We got to stop playing with, with, uh, we got to stop playing with little boys toys here, little kids toys. We got to start creating something that is, is actually valuable for our, our end consumer. Right. Well, so in truth and honesty, <laughs> talk about the how to, I mean, I, I would, I would, I don't know that I would call myself an expert or a pro or whatever. Cause I think, you know, those terms have, have in many respects lost meaning, but, but I definitely can say that I, you know, that you and I've been doing this uh, for a long time and we do shows all the time, but in this moment right now, thank God it happened on our shows. And so I can take the fall for it, but my wirecast box is literally locked. So I don't even have the ability to switch. So that's why I can't put us on camera. And, you know, fortunately it's never happened before and I'm glad that it's happening to us. No, no offense, Vincenzo, but you know, even my I guess my point is, is that even in a perfect world, you know, where regardless of how much experience and, and the best of equipment and stuff that you've got, things can fail. So, you know, then you got to improvise. And so we are, so, you know, I've found another way to switch and it's not ideal. We're not able to be side by side. But, you know, fake it till you make it. Um, I, I think I think brands, you know, they, they again, they want the why. Uh, uh, and the storytelling, the storytelling is the why. Um, when when people start, when brands start to understand that the value of live video is the vulnerability, being able to on live camera television say, whoops, something's happened. There's there's an error like this happening right now. I can't. It's going to be interesting to see how we're going to shut this live stream down because I literally can't. <laughs> my whole work surface is completely frozen. Um, but it shows the authenticity, right? I mean, uh, sure. some of the time, some of the times, you know, it's. I mean, I can tell you that with vendors that I work with, sometimes it, it's when they make mistakes and how they treat those mistakes that, that I really get a glimpse of who they are and what type of person they are. Cause you know, it's easy to be great and, and lovable and everything else when everything's perfect. But what happens when things don't work out or you let a customer down or they let you down? Um, th those are, I think good applications for live video because you can get in front of that. You can say, Hey, I'm sorry. And you can take the heat, you know, I don't know that I'm necessarily recommending the politicians get in front of live video, uh, you know, but for brands, what I think for brands, what's, what's great about live video is if you're showcasing your people, that's, that's the great thing about live video is the ability for people to get to know you better as a person, uh, to be able to understand the, the expertise that you might have on a subject. Um, and, show your authenticity. I mean, we're so used to everything being so ridiculously manufactured. And when we watch the news, it's the same old people talking over and over again. And it's just like, I mean, the, the news cycle is very much like, in, in my opinion, the social media circle, they're bubbles. And it's a whole bunch of people talking to themselves. And and, and I know that, that, these, that within these bubbles, they're important bubbles. But 
um, but they're not, but for, for me, I, they're not necessarily relevant. Number one, cause I don't watch television and two, I'm fairly new to, to social media, but I'm a, you know, you and I were talking about this earlier today about, I know that social media is valuable, but as a small business owner, I'm really not paying attention to social media because I'm just trying to, you know, drive a, drive a good product, uh, keep my employees paid and, and grow my business. So that, that alone can consume 18 hours of my day. And then that leaves, you know, six hours a day. Do I, do I watch and learn how to do, to do Snapchat and all these other things? I know that they're valuable, but I just don't have the time in a day to do them. So, you know, it's which cross do you bear? Nazim, uh, I understand. I I, I understand you were watching the Dolphins live press conference and, uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry that, you're <laughs> that, that team, but uh, yeah, they were they were live on Facebook. Unfortunately, you can watch this video back again. This is not a perishable piece of content. We're, we don't create perishable content here at Aftermark. We want the content to live on. You know, I would like to. Oh yes, yeah, Sandra is from uh, from Scotland. So thank you for watching from Scotland. Nazim is over in uh, in Italy, Milan. We've got Austin, Texas, in the house. We have um, folks from all over. We've got California, Texas. Um, I believe we have New York. We had Virginia, DC area. We've got folks from everywhere. So welcome to the show. San Pedro, that's where my friend Alfredo is calling in for watching from Vegas. John Preto's in the house watching from Vegas. But uh, yeah, so, you know, and I guess here we'll kind of start to close out the show a little bit. And the final, you know, my final question to you watching, we've got Mike Baltus. Hey, Mike Baltus from Denver. Jeff Adams in Florida. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, My question for you, Rob, is is this, and you know, I, I this again. We're talking to brands here, brands that are trying to get this done right. They are understanding they need to get involved with live video, but they don't want to have to worry about it. Turnkey is the key, you know. Major key in Snapchat DJ Khaled talk is they want it to be simple. Can you, from the production side, I, I, you know, I could talk a little bit from the creative direction side, but from the production side, what does it take to go into one of these broadcasts? And you guys are seeing kind of the, you know, you're understanding a little bit here. We've got some technical difficulties. We've got some things happening in the background, but that's on us. You know, we happen to also be the production and creative direction uh, agency but imagine if this was you trying to broadcast for your brand. So, Rob, can you walk us through creating produced, great produced content? What does that look like on the back end? Because that's so important and people don't right. realize that. Well, so, so what, one of the things that's interesting is is in me learning how to do this live production stuff, uh, you know, that journey kind of started for me a couple of years ago. But when I was looking at live video two years ago and being able to do more of a produce show, it was really intended for the video conference world and webinars. Um, I wasn't even looking at live stream. I mean, Ustream, live stream, they all existed. Um, 
and, and YouTube to a certain extent. Uh, but I really saw the value in enterprise organizations and federal agencies, you know, where they had a general that wanted to do a keynote speech and didn't want to do it in kind of the boringness of a traditional video conference. So he wanted to be, you know, lipsticked up and all that kind of stuff. So long story short is, is we started building a production around video conferencing so that when you did those State of the Union addresses, you could look more presidential. And, but, but what was funny is, is that it, even after we built the product and made it turnkey, you know, we, we had it as simple as you could walk into a room on an iPad, turn the system on and all the lights would turn on, the microphones would turn on, the amplifiers would warm up. I mean, it was like, and it is uh, an amazing product. But what we found is, is that in, in trying to pitch this product, the, the people we were trying to sell it to weren't marketers, they were actually IT staff. And IT staff is, you know, their pushback was, look, we don't want our we don't want anything to do with this because it's going to be something else where we've got to manage it and then you know somebody from the from the marketing agency is is going to come use the system something's not going to work and so and, and then I got it it's like ah I totally missed this I mean I, we created an amazing product but it was who's who within an organization is going to own it right I mean uh there's hard there's there's hardware and technology that needs to be supported there's firmware that needs to get updated so that's generally an IT responsibility right but the but the hosting and um and the talent that that you would use presumably for live video would be your marketing people right and 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 some of the top people within those silos so that's where i probably kind of failed with what with our brand rooms is is great product but it didn't really have a home because it was kind of split between IT and marketing. Um, hopefully, you know, one of the blessings in disguise that came of it is what we're ultimately doing. I mean, you know, we've got a ton of, of, of distance to make up to, to make this completely like television. Um, but, you know, but I mean, I'm pretty proud with how far we've gotten as fast as we have. Um, and, for brands being able to say, hey, you know, for one affordable price, we'll take ownership of everything. And, you know, we'll, we'll work with you in developing an amazing, cool story. We'll figure out the best way to, uh, to distribute that story across social media, within your own infrastructure, digital signage, uh, newsletters, things like that. Um, to me, it's, it's, it's a perfect product. And, you know, and, and so far, uh, particularly this last this last quarter, it's really started to uh, to speed up. So, um, I think, think next, I think the first quarter of 2017 is is going to be very very interesting. And um, what I'll, I'll what I'll what I think I'll definitely want to do at the end of the quarter 2017 is is to rewatch myself saying what I'm saying now and either laughing or crying. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, okay, so I want to. Uh, we've got some questions here. Um, Nazim says, "I love the fact that I can catch these live." Uh, you guys have thought about outside of the U.S. Of course, Nazim. You know, I, I would love to break into um, Italy, Germany. We've got some. Uh, we've got some cool things going on, uh, Robert. You know, here at Aftermark Interactive. So that that's awesome. Um, Sandra says, does it need to be like TV? No, of course not. I mean, this is the type of shows we're broadcasting are like television, but we could just as easily do a live sporting style event, or we could do a behind the scenes P 
peak in, you know, in a manufacturing business. I mean, it doesn't have to be like this. This just shows you the way we, you know, we can set it up if need be. I mean, here's the thing. If you can set things up like this to look like an ABC or a CNN or a Fox broadcast, you likely can do um, just about anything. And I wanted to ask the question, for some reason, my keyboard's not working. Everything's just not working today. So pardon the tech. My question was, what kind of content for those that are, uh, of you that are new, that are just jumping in, what kind of content do you want to consume? Or maybe the better question is this, what type of content are you currently consuming on television, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter? What types of content are you watching? And think about those brands. And if maybe if you are one of those brands and you are like, well, we enjoy watching this or we enjoy broadcasting this, can you do it better? That's the way I always think about it. Can it be done better? Because yes, it's great to just grab, you know, your phone and broadcast something, but it can always be done better. You know, my take is this, you don't want to kick yourself after the fact and say, damn, we could have done this so much better by going to the professionals rather than trying to educate. I mean, it's the same reason why Rob, why I don't want to hand, I don't want the Wirecast box and I, and all the, the equipment. I, I don't, I don't. It, do I understand enough personally of, of the tech side? Sure. I could probably do it if I really wanted to, but I don't, you're better at it. That's you're a pro at it. Right. So it, this ties all back into perishability of content, but also why we came together, uh, you know, aftermarket EAV because we wanted to kind of stick to our swim lanes, right? You always talk about swim lanes, Rob, and everyone's good at something. We've got creative direction with Aftermark. We've got the strategy. We've got the marketing know-how. And Rob's got the technical know-how. I don't want to have those headaches on me. Better left to you, Mr. Rob. Better left to you, seriously. Uh, well, thank you very much. Watch- <laughs> What's that? No, I said thank you very much. But but I do want to point out that... that uh, you know, I, I admit that that early on, uh, when when we were able, when the first maybe month or so that we were doing Facebook, it really was kind of like showing off and and hey, you know, we can look as cool as TV. But paring it down, it's like you know, what what I like about the abilities that we can provide are for sure, you know, it's close to TV. But again, the goal is not is not to look like television it's to try to get close it's basically to provide the vhs version of a sony betamax if you even know what that analogy means <laughs> um you know but but i think that there are some values uh for forgetting all the lipstick that that you know that you can do with the live streaming particular <laughs> There's some things that you can do with with having shows remotely produced that you're just hard to do if you're doing if you're trying to do it by yourself. Being able to bring in multiple people, being able to play videos, being able to you know to to do look behind uh, uh, talking points and things like that. Um, and the other thing that's pretty cool about remote production is is that you know well like I said I'm phenomenally embarrassed that that, that my box right now is literally locked up. Uh, you know, we've got redundant internet connections and stuff like that. So generally speaking, when we do shows, it's okay if, if the people that hop in or the, the guests hop in and their internet connections, it's not, it's not that it's okay that their internet connection is bad. 
the point is, is that if I'm streaming from a brick and mortar facility with redundant internet pipes, that means that I can hold the show up so that I, I still can, it's almost like having a hybrid, right? Because you can have celebrities and, uh, and, and phenomenal talent from your organization call in from their phone, but sometimes it may fail. And, but if they're calling into the studio, uh, you know, you're kind of, it's very similar to, I guess, the way that, that live news is done, right? You've got a news, a news uh, anchor at the desk and there, there's some tolerance if, if they're talking to a reporter that's, let's say in Iraq or Iran and the video quality is, is kind of poor. We generally get that. We'll even tolerate um, an audio lag. But for the most part, when we do these shows, you know, there's an there's an expectation that it, that it'll sound reasonably good and that the video will, will play reasonably well. So um, that's kind of my two cents on the lipstick. You know, it's like it's cool, but, I, you know, I'm not trying to pretend like like we're doing a television quality production. We want to get it close, but that's all we want to do is kind of get it close and you know and then now that we've got it close start focusing on the quality uh well i guess the quality and depth of the stories and everything rather than the lipstick yeah and then i'll digress Uh, mike mike said he cut the cable to see how his family would survive we have flourished he says sling and netflix with local tv is fine for us um and also i think mike said thank god it's not tv Uh, you know but here's the thing. It has the polish, potential polish. You know, Sandra said, what if I don't want it? That's fine. You may not want, uh, you know, lower thirds and all that. That's fine. It's the capability of being able to push to multiple multiple streams. It's the capability of being able to pull in from multiple sources. And those are all things that, again, I don't want to have the headache. I just want to create the content. I want to create the show. Um, and that's, this is how brands think. This is exactly how brands think. Here's the key. Let me just turn it on. Let me start it. You know, it's like, it's like apartment living versus house living, right? If you want to, if you want a house, you got to maintain the land. You got to fix the boiler when it blows out. You have to, you know, mow your lawn. You have to do X, Y, and Z. If you live in an apartment and you show up, you, you tidy up a little bit if you want, and you lock the door and you leave. Right. That's what we're well, creating. So, so, so that's a cool analogy, actually. But, but let's think about that analogy of, of rent, rent versus own. The interesting thing about what we're presenting is, is that you own it in both cases. So whether you're renting us to create your content, so true. you own the content. So whether you make it yourself or whether you Absolutely. use us to do it, the difference in uh, versus what we're doing, uh, say, than housing or an apartment is, is that the result remains the same. Yeah. No, listen, you're, you're spot on with that. And, and really, you know, we, we could go all day with this whole perishable content or perishable idea where um, you, you can go and, and broadcast to rented space. Sure. You can go ahead and broadcast to, uh, you, you know, to Facebook all day long. You can go and, and broadcast to YouTube. I mean, this is what we're doing right now. We're going everywhere. We're everywhere. Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Periscope's not working today. But when you do something like that, you have to make sure you own it, right? And sometimes, and, and, and Rob, you know, I'm thinking about this as we're talking. I think about, well, it's only going on Periscope. Ah, it's only going on Snapchat. It's only going on Instagram. It's only going here. 
it's kind of the mindset, right? But as a brand, you know, go ahead and go look at any branded pieces of content. I mean, heck, I know a lot of you watch Gary Vaynerchuk. Go look at anything he posts on Instagram stories. A lot of it's produced. They, he's got graphics. He's got graphic designers creating something for him because he doesn't want the brand to look like crap, right? And it's it, all of those things are all assets over on his owned website, right? We talk about the owned media. It's on their website. It's it's something that they can call their own. They can drive traffic to, you know. And and we'll go into this probably next week a little bit more about. Uh, driving traffic streams. You know, the big conversation is ROI. How do I track ROI from this from this stuff? Hey, Dave's in the house, and uh, Anna is in the house as well. Welcome, uh, welcome, guys. Thank you. And Anna says that she likes watching hangout live streams or tech or book rollouts. Nice. Um, you know, you want to be able to track ROI. You have to track it back to something. You can't just track this stuff if it's just on rent. Rented land. If it's just on Facebook, there's no way to track. Are you making money from that? They have to lead back to something, and that something should be ninety, one hundred percent of the times, your website or a direct way for someone to purchase something, right? And and so that's what we that's what we talk about when we talk about perishable versus not perishable. Is it creating a funnel for your brand for your business? If it's not, it's perishable. It's rotten. It's spoiled. And it can be turned off any time. We don't want that. You don't want that. Your brand doesn't want that. Believe me, if brands didn't have funnels that work, they wouldn't be in business. And so this is why we create what we create here. Mike Balta says, look at the leap in tech from the time we did the Applebee's promo. This would have been so much more powerful. And absolutely, I mean, uh, what many people don't realize is the third Applebee's broadcast that we did was a studio. And, and I'll, I'll throw out some numbers here. That was a full on studio room. Rob, I don't know how much you know this. I don't know if we've talked about this. It was a broadcast. It was myself and two other personalities, Brian Fanzo and Sonny Leonard Doozy, who did a broadcast from a studio. It, it was actually a makeshift studio. We created the studio in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We had streamers from all over the country. Amy, Mike Baltus was there. Joel Kahn was one of the streamers. Um, uh, I had friends of mine in, in New York, New Jersey, Florida, California, uh, the center of the country, everywhere. No international because Applebee's is, is main is 99.9% U.S. But inside, and, and Mike Baltus, I don't even know if, if you know this, but from that studio, we had three cameras, high-definition 4K cameras. We had massive switchers and all this live streaming equipment. I mean, it was a hundreds of thousands of dollar project to do that, okay? And the live streaming, when we pulled in folks from, you know, Meerkat and Periscope, that was great and all, but it didn't have the polish necessarily to match what we were doing in the studio. So it kind of was like, it, it was a little off, but it was amazing. It was off the charts. Applebee's understood the investment. Not only did they spend quite a bit, hundreds of hundreds of thousands, they made. And there was a tangible, measurable increase in sales on that day because of what we did. But I swear it was because of the polish of that studio that was why it it had success. And where did they broadcast this? To their website. There were thousands, 
tens of thousands of individuals watching at the Applebee's website. We didn't have Facebook Live and all this stuff. We just had Periscope and Meerkat, right? So there was no capability at that time to broadcast directly to Facebook the way we can now. They had to do it to their website. So I look at that and I'm like, wow, that was tremendously successful. That was a, that brand really helped me launch my uh, many opportunities that I have today. But it was because they understood the need for polish, the need for production. So uh, yes, thanks for bringing that up, Mike. Awesome, 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 awesome. Rob, I know you had some, something you wanted to say there. No. All right. No, I'm good. Um, yeah, I just I, I'm I'm bummed that that uh, that my surface is like frozen. So <laughs> so I'm spending like half my time like you know to trying to figure out uh, uh, how to pair us on. But I do think I do want to thank you guys for for tuning in today. And you know it uh, uh, this has been kind of fun for me because like I said I don't normally cam up. I usually you know my my passion is being on the other side of the lens. Um, and that's why, you know, it, to me, it's so meaningful and fun uh, to be working with Amy and Vincenzo. Um, you know, obviously, Vincenzo, you and I have heaps of uh, people that that, uh, that we collaborate with uh, that, that are that are in the chat. Nazim, you know, rock star. Uh, and, you know, he and I've been talking for months about uh, an application uh, for him. So. Like I said, I'm really, really excited for what, you know, what the next couple, three months is going to look like for all of us. I mean, it really, um, for sure, I'm a fan of swim lanes, but I'm a fan of swim lanes because I'm a fan of collaboration. And, you know, when you collaborate well with other people, that means that you can then focus on doing what you enjoy and then task to the, task to others the things that you don't enjoy. Um, yeah. And you know that that to me is is why it's fun. It's it's great doing videos. Um, but I, like I said, I really have enjoyed the relationships that, 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 you know, I've been building and growing really since the, you know, the days of Blap. So, um, yeah, so this, this is good. This, this show, I think will, will continue to, to evolve, be fun. Hopefully next week, everything will be working as I expected to, since, <laughs> since we've got more, more shows going on today. Uh, but thank you guys very much for, for hopping in today. I'm going to hop off so that Vincenzo can say the outro. Thanks, guys, for watching the show today. Really appreciate uh, you bearing with some of the tech difficulties here. Uh, you know, it really, the reason why we do this broadcast every week or why we started this show was because we know there's folks like you that are watching that are interested in uh, or, or work for brands and that are very, very interested in, in making it happen, making things happen at a higher level for your brand. So please join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time to where uh, Rob Hicks and I talk about what matters in uh, brands. Next week, we'll talk a little bit about ROI, question mark, and understanding how that works, how you can make uh, ROI work in with your live streaming strategy. Uh, please tune in to Afterthoughts tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. That's a show hosted by myself and Amy Schmitzauer uh, right here on the Aftermark channel at aftermark.live. And please check back for all of the amazing programming that we're putting together here at Aftermark Interactive. I will see you tomorrow. Ciao. Take care. Periscope.
or everyone, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Sandra, Nazim, Doug, Ursula. We've got lots of folks, Jay Garrett in the house, Anna, uh, Dave, Jeff Adams, John, Pareto, Kev, Brooke, Haley, Mr. Fanzo, uh, Alfredo, Mike Sheehan, and all of you that join us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ciao. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe.